I had some questions for you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And some follow-up. So, number one, I suppose, I'm not sure where everybody's at with new gadgets and stuff. Is, uh, have either of you purchased anything since the last episode? No. 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 So, Dave, where are you at with the iPad then? Uh, waiting for invoices to get paid. Right. You hoping to get it, like, in the summer? Yeah, as long as I have it by the end of the summer, I'll be happy enough. Reading the reviews, I'm super excited about this display. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's d- disgustingly good by the sound of things. Do you think? Do you, t- do you think the 8 will have it? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It has to, doesn't it? be fantastic. Everyone's saying that they can't go back to looking at their phone. Yeah. It, it's like, remember when we got the... You know, you get the, or you go looking at a Retina laptop or the the, the the iPhone 4 when it came out and then you go back to a 3GS or an iPod Touch and you're just like, why? I, I remember the first time my friend got a Retina and he's looking at my phone and goes, oh, you can see the pixels. It's like, what's he on about? And then, yeah, I saw his phone. But I have a MacBook Pro 15 inch for work and I use it in the dock. So even though I have a cinema display, I don't really know it's because the cinema display is quite big. Um... I used my work laptop the other day and I was watching something on it, but wow. Like going from my MacBook Air to looking at that screen, it's it's a big difference, all right. And your Air isn't Retina? Nope. Yeah. Are the new Airs Retina? Or? Nope. No. But there's no Airs anymore, is there? Can you not still buy them, no? Yeah, they gave them a speed bump. Oh, did they? Yeah, but they're they're not long for this world, no. I'd imagine. Just until everyone realizes that you have to pay a shitload of money for a Mac. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to go for a Pro next time, whenever that is. Yeah. Um, so, no new gadgets. I'm in the same boat as Dave. I'd like to get. So, no doubt Thomas is asking us this because he has a new gadget. <laughs> no, no, actually, I don't. I, I don't have a new gadget. No, I was just... You just bid on one on eBay. <laughs> I may have something to talk about uh, next episode. Um, but oh. what's stopping you? Oh, you just, just bought a car. Bought a car. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm more interested in is getting a Bluetooth upgrade for it, which will be I in the region of you. what? Oh, you looked it up for me, did you? I did. So you have the Volkswagen Golf Mark Five. It's a comfort um, line or something. Yeah. So in um, and yours is the sort of later on in that model. So you know they do kind of small model revisions. Um, mm-hmm. in between, kind of like I guess a speed bump, but not a speed bump. Um. Anyway, uh, your stereo has on the back of it. Um, this stuff is super frustrating because the manufacturers never document anything, so you're mm. kind of reduced to like. And there's no stack overflow for cars, really. Well, there probably is, but, you know, not in the same way. So you're just sort of looking at these random forum posts. But it seems like your stereo Mm -hmm. uh, definitely has a CD changer port and may also have a microphone port, um, but definitely has a CD changer port. So basically you can buy a part 
that um, will give you an aux in in your glove box, which where I think there is maybe a light or something currently. Oh, um, very cool. By connecting up wires, so. Oh, so there isn't even an auxiliary in, no? No, and actually, like, so many cars are like this, where, like, so the electrically, the stereo supports aux in, but you have to yeah. do this weird connector dance. My van is even worse. Um, I have, it's one of those ports, I think you can use, like, an old IDE cable or something um, to connect it up, but... Um, so you can physically connect up the aux in port, but you cannot enable it on the stereo without a dealer specific tool to to software unlock it. And it's just that's like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I, I I've heard of that. Just, it's like you you use Max and you're giving out about a Caribbean <laughs> lockdown. Yeah, but true. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it though because I'm just I'm going to go back up to my parents' house and. There is a shelf in my old bedroom just full of CDs. So I'm going to go back and <laughs> fish out a few of the golden oldies of my youth. It's probably just Sweet. going to be the Offsprings albums. Um, so that's going to be me for a while anyway. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, and are you talking about Bluetooth for music or Bluetooth for like phone calls and stuff? Oh, uh, tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Music. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely. suppose if you. If you got the Orc sorted, then you can get that gadget that I got for Christmas, the Bluetooth gadget. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be sorted for both. Yeah, yeah. So I'll look into that. Yeah, you can send that on to me. That'd be good. That's all I use as well. Like, it's fantastic. Like, um, it just works. You just have to manually start it when you get into the car, crank the handle or press the button. And uh, as long as you put it down your phone, <laughs> it, it, it's, it starts. Mind up, has. And that's it. That's it. So I'll have to get a dongle to go into a dongle into my phone. Yeah, and then you'll have to have a cable to charge that for when you've driven too far without charging your dongle. Into my cigarette lighter. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't sound bad. If it's cheaper than, <laughs> if it's cheaper than fifty quid, or hundred euro or something, yeah. Yeah, or you could get one of the the fancy old FM transmitters. Oh God, they're so bad. Oh, there, yeah. It's like if you drive past someone who's on the same frequency as you, you can pick up their music. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. Um, like obviously the ideal one is that you had that before, didn't you? The the, the cassette with the ox coming out of it. That yeah. actually wasn't bad. Like... No, that was really good because you know you didn't have to be on the right radio station. There wasn't interference with other things around you and. It might have been mono, I'm not sure, but, you know. And I actually, it, no, that was stereo, that was fantastic. Um, good old Fiesta. But I actually got, this was years ago now, like this is probably 10 years ago, I got my mom a cassette that took an SD card. Oh. oh. Nice. So I loaded the SD card up with a huge amount of albums and you just put it in and press play and it would they would just play them. That's good, isn't it? I say there's still a market there for people who'd probably want one of them. I'd say so. And I think as far as I remember, you could actually fast forward and hit stop and play and it would move on to the next track and stuff. Like it was fairly clever. Sweet. And and no one ever figured out how to get um, an aux cable onto a CD, you know. Amateurs. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> Some kind of weird reflecting reflective thing. Yeah. You know, like you shoot a laser little... out. That's it. Yeah, not dangerous at all. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we were throwing out, um, we're renovating 
our office inside and work at the moment. The whole building's getting a bit of a renovation, but there's a tape room next to where I work and they're clearing that out. And it's just been cool seeing all the old like memory backup that's around. Tapes. All backup tapes and stuff, but like there's stuff that must be there from at least the seventies. And I think I sent you guys on photos from the eighties and like I found yeah. some eight inch uh diskettes there the last week that were wang compatible but like some wow. of the reels were just these mass reels and very cool seeing that stuff again the last time i saw it was working um in my co-op and they had just this basement with these massive reels and your man's like yeah this is five megabytes here um it was about twice the size of a dinner plate i'd say um but they had really old laptops like two five six laptops and they had some ones that took like Pro, those programming cards and stuff those old old ones so they had a real history on their hands there but probably should have donated it somewhere stupid question what like what physical medium is sort of used for for like off-site backups these days like does anybody it's use still tape? Like, magnetic tapes were quite big right for a while yeah, they still are for the stuff that you need off-site. There's a lot of cloud stuff. If the company isn't paranoid, they'll outsource it. But Yeah, and I think they're even finding techniques to store more information on those tapes. <laughs> Take it out and turn it over. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like I used to have to, like I used to, this is not too long ago, like, well, okay, it's long enough, but, um, you know, you used to have to run the backup, wait for it to finish, put it into the fireproof case at the other end of the building and then you take the yesterday's you take one home with you at the end of the, there was like this big big procedure for it and i think at the time i left the tapes were only 40 gigs why you know so and, yeah. and it was over scuzzy and it was the biggest pain i've ever configured in my life um and that had to go on and it was the backup was done on windows and I had to go on and grab stuff off a linux machine over FTP to the Windows machine and then bundle it all up. Fantastic stuff. Never once tested to see if any of it ever restored, but that's not my problem anymore. <laughs> and just to finish off with some old media, Sony, after 30 years of abandoning vinyl, are manufacturing it again. Um, wow. I suppose it's just a trend, but like, you know, records, there's probably big upsell on records, you know. That's it. It's a bit of plastic and you get to charge a premium. Like. Yeah, yeah. And people like the experience, I think. Did I tell you guys before, I think I did, about my mate Dave, who um, is in a prog rock band? No way. Uh, what about him? Yes, exactly. I think you did. Um, so yeah, this is super interesting. So um, I was at a wedding with him two weeks ago, and so I was asking him how he he went. So... They're like in the small sort of area of prog rock that they're quite kind of well regarded, I guess. Um, But so their last album put out, um, they had like a a sort of numbered vinyl edition and stuff that sold for quite good money. um, And it sold quite well. Um, But he said their next album, they're thinking of going vinyl only. Like literally no digital downloads possible at all because he said they didn't make i think he's so their last album is on the streaming services and they obviously made nothing out of that um they you could also buy the album like just as a digital download but he said you know 
the last album was leaked before they did the release, so it was on all the torrent sites and stuff. So they're seriously considering saying no digital download. The only way you can get this album is um, on vinyl. And if you're a prog rock fan, I think you pretty much have a turntable, right? So because it's pretty niche and I'd say the crossover is pretty high. Um, So yeah, just thought that, that was an interesting data point. Hmm. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very cool. But it just takes one person with a turntable and a deck or a, or an ADC to just, you know, like they're okay. They're they're there's the analog loophole. Yeah. There's fans. Someone is going to buy it and just put it online anyway. Yeah, I think. I guess two things. I think it was like a just the timing thing that like they just didn't want it out on this on the kind of turn sites at mm. release um and yeah just just how trivial in monetary terms any of the digital stuff was for them that the the main thing for for them was and so it's like uh, and you guys baz especially do it in terms of you know supporting people who make stuff that you like and part of it is just it's a mechanism for giving money to somebody right like, yeah, you get yeah, an art- like, yeah. artifact in return, but really you're saying, like, you're cool um, and I want to show my support for you. Yeah. And I want stuff to fill my walls. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting, though, last week, um, there's a band I like. They're a weird band. They're called I Come to Shanghai. And one of the guys, Robert Ashley, he um, he makes a fantastic podcast called A Life Well Wasted, uh, which, interesting enough, Ollie Moss used to do the posters for each of his podcasts and sell them you know limited edition so he only did about six podcasts but you know he was taking questions about this new album they're putting out and someone's like why don't you have it on spotify because that's where i used to listen to it i bought it like but i have spotify so i want to listen to it and he's like it costs us money to have it up there i didn't realize you had to pay to put your stuff up there like there wasn't enough listens to it so um you just took it down I did not realize that that it cost money. Stick stuff up and stuff. Yeah, but like twenty dollars a year for all streaming services at once if you use DistroKid or something. Unless they had some other way of gonna Yeah, I find it very bizarre that that was his reason. Um maybe I'll message him and find out. Yeah, because like if you go with DistroKid, um iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, and more, you keep a hundred percent of your royalties, pay Nineteen ninety nine to upload unlimited songs and albums for a year. Maybe I'll send so them twenty tw- quid then. <laughs> twenty quid a year, you know. So that's not a not a real argument. Do you remember um, back in two thousand, the Smashing Pumpkins released their final album uh, before breaking up? Well, final album um, as only twenty five copies of a vinyl oh. oh wow that were hand numbered and given to friends and family and basically they were um so uh, limited pressing on vinyl with permission and instructions for free redistribution on the internet by fans but someone had to get one of the 25 oh wow had to rip. and this is in 2000 wow wow you know another cool one is the wu-tang clan they put out an album, but there was only one copy of it. 
Yes. And <laughs> I th- do you remember that? Do you remember that asshole? I think it was the guy. The guy who bought it. I think Martin Shkreli. Yeah, that pharmacy. Oh God, guy. him again? Yes, he. Seriously? He was the one that ended up buying the album, and I think they sold it for like. I don't know, in the range of a million or something, but you had to, like, there were certain places that played it, I think, and you could go and listen to it, but there was only ever one copy, and that guy was hilarious. <laughs> he streamed it online as well. He did a YouTube live or something with it. No way. And, and played a few tracks. Um, That's mental. At some stage. Uh, yeah. He's an interesting character. Um, very interesting character. Yeah. Smug looking bastard. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's all bad, but sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Dave likes the, the anti heroes. He knows his spreadsheets. It can't be all bad. Uh, oh my god, yeah. does he what? Like, <laughs> have you seen his tutorials on YouTube? I yeah, like, you've talked about it on like, the podcast it's, before. It's yeah. like someone playing a, a concert piano, like or do you know? It's amazing. But yeah, that's it. Someone who knows Excel that well can't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just rising. Um, so, you guys hearing latest rumors on iPhone eight at all? In terms of uh, some, the... yeah. Well, Qualcomm debuted their through the screen fingerprint thing. Yeah, which seems to be very region specific, but I understand why there's a uh, just a sensor underneath. It's not the whole screen, which is fine. You know. Yeah, so everyone's saying that that makes it more likely that the iPhone 8 one will, yeah, will be done. It's, I guess some analysts came out this week and were like, they're not going to have it on the screen. And people are like, well, where are they going to put it? So it's either on the back, on the power button on the side, which would be preferable, I think, to the back. But I think the problem is Sony have patents with it, and there's a few other patents in the States that they'd have to negotiate for fingerprint reader on the power button and then the other one is face recognition which like imagine using apple pay not that we'll ever probably use it but having to look at your down at your phone like get your phone up into your fit in into your face while scanning at the till and that'd be good yeah un- unless that has like some kind of 3d camera that's never going to fly for for that kind of authentication i don't think yeah yeah um, um so I still I still hold out that it's going to be somewhere on the screen. Um, but God, if they move it to the back, mm. yeah. Like I mean, the phone is a bit big at the moment, but other than that, it's just it's just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone, damn you! Do you know my nightmare scenario is that the iPhone eight is too ridiculously expensive or too supply-constrained or they don't make it physically smaller. And so I will be stuck with the choice between a year-and-a-half-old iPhone SE or an iPhone 7S, which I already know I don't like the size of. That sucks. Yeah. Unless they bump the SE, of course, but... (sighs) (laughs) And I'm stuck with a stupid 5S and it, the battery runs out by 5 in the evening. And oh. I have some uh, like stretching exercises for like the guitar that you can maybe maybe, maybe try. <laughs> maybe that using, yeah. Get you get to, the, to the 7. Oh. 
Do you ever see those little things, those little hands you can put cap for the end of your fingers? Oh, oh well, shut up with your little hands, bollocks. No, and that's it. You have little hands, but you can get these tiny hands that you can put on the end of your fingers, so you got hands on your fingers. Get them. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, There's a Donald Trump joke in there somewhere, but we'll just leave it. We'll take the higher ground. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's summer's quiet, right? Eh, Not too bad. You, was there something else you were going to go on about, Thomas? You said two things, and then you ran about gadgets. Oh uh, yeah, I probably forgot. Uh, ah, yeah. I I I have lots of stuff to talk about though. Okay. Cool. Um. So Swift on the server. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you're doing at the moment? Uh, That's what he sent us last night. His. That was in Swift. I sent you. A hello world written in Swift on the server. A very limerick vernacular hello world. <laughs> not, it had also not it, not quite story kid, but I don't know. know what happened, but uh by this evening it had uh it had gone down again, so I had to restart it. That's not what we want from our <laughs> our server side technologies there, Thomas. Early, early, early days. Um so yeah, I, this is my summer project, I think. Probably because I don't want to watch any WWDC videos, I've decided. Um, have you guys watched any? Um, um, the only one that <laughs> I watched was... Um, oh, I do see it now. There it is. It's still working. Yeah, um, I, I put it back I completely missed that last night. It's um, super fast, I just huh? thought, you, thought you guys were just slagging each other. <laughs> super um, fast. Did you see how fast it was? It's... No, because it was too fast. It actually loaded before it clicked on the link. Um, there's a good one about the art of sound, I think, in WWDC. That was pretty um, good, actually. That's the only one I have watched. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I discussed it in the last meetup we had. But it's the guy, or he's part of the team, that makes all the system sounds in the iPhone. So he kind of goes through that kind of stuff. So you guys have both seen one WWDC video. Yeah, I'm too busy doing work and stuff. Yeah, I've watched zero. Although um another podcast um under the radar, they mm-hmm. had two awesome tips for watching WWDC um videos. So first pick the one you want and then there's a downloading script that will download them locally to your Mac. Oh. And then apparently there's some option clicking you can do in QuickTime Player to sp- Speed up the playback speed mm-hmm. to like 1.1, 1.2, 1.3x. So uh, nice. And does QuickTime do um, uh, picture in picture? I've never actually. I must do. Mm. Must do. As a recent convert to uh, Sierra, <laughs> how are you liking picture in picture? Actually, I like it. I haven't used it too much now. Only once or hmm. twice, um, but that's ah, grand. Um, if just just want to keep an eye on a YouTube video or whatever while you're while you're browsing around, very cool. And yeah. I like the fact that you can get the plugins for the the sites and stuff that aren't aren't quite yeah. supported. Pipifier is one I use, and I've heard Pied Piper is another one. Um, but I think most people yeah. have a, a JavaScript um, string that they just stick at the end of URLs and stuff. Yeah, 
How do I know yeah. if QuickTime Player is working picture in picture? How do I enable it again? What am I doing? There should be an icon with like a square with an arrow pointing down to the bottom right. You probably need to play a video as well first. <laughs> What's picture in picture on the Mac again? I'm confused. It's a Safari feature, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's in iTunes because I was using it today. It pops a video down to the bottom right corner, but that floats around all screens and spaces. Uh, so no matter where you are, you can see it. And then you can kind of swipe it over to the side then if you want to move it away or you can move around the screen. So you can just swipe it over to the side and just have it playing. And then if something comes up, you want to watch, you know, flick it back out or something like that. It's very, very nice because, you know, if you're, you know, you're on like a tab and you're like, oh, where the God is that video on that other tab I was listening to in the background? You can just pull it out. So, Dave, anything else you want to add to your world's oldest macOS Sierra review? Um, AirPlay is much better. Sweet. And I, I regret not upgrading sooner <laughs> on the basis that that actually works. Um, only reason I didn't, like, I just, if things keep working, I just don't upgrade. Um, and then it wouldn't let me submit an app to the App Store, so I had to upgrade, finally. Well, it wouldn't let me connect my Mac to do the, the archiving to submit it to the App Store. So fast forwarding, Baz is probably mm-hmm, exactly mm-hmm. a year since you installed Sierra, because yep. you were in the betas pretty early. Are you on High Sierra anywhere? No, maybe I'll do that for next week. Ah, cool. Why not? I'll put it on my MacBook Air. <clears throat> I won't put it on my work one. Um, yeah, I won't touch the work one yet. And what about um, Beta 2 came out, Baz? Uh, I Beta talked about that in the last podcast. Did you? It's getting worse. It was really <laughs> good when it came out. And, like, it's getting bad. So there's a lot of sync issues with iMessage. I'll go into our group and iMessage, and I might be the last message there. Or I'll get stuff on my Mac and not into the phone. But I could just be... I need high Siri on, on the, the, the phones. But, again, some... UI issues are plaguing the apps, or sorry, the phone still. Um, so it's better. Battery is starting to get better again, but there's a lot of bugs that are. It's funny, yeah. I don't know how these bugs just eventually start coming in. They're getting there. So hopefully, tree is better, and hopefully, it comes out soon. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I bet the server side Swiss stuff. I was hoping to kind of like. It was my summer project to kind of share with you guys. Mm. A little bit every week, it might motivate me to actually do stuff. And rewrite worst case scenario in it? Or something? Is that the plan? Yeah, like? possibly. state that publicly? Um, <laughs> possibly. Use all the weasel words you can. Yeah. Um, I guess it felt like a relatively small yet useful thing to do. Um. So, yeah, so I signed up for a VPS um, with Amazon LightSail, um, which is great and super fast. I should I should probably be using Heroku, though, and kind of get the app working first and then worry about deployment. But I don't think my jeans are skinny enough for Heroku, so. Oh, Heroku's gone. Like, that's 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 not hipster anymore. That's... Isn't it? Oh no, that's verifiably uncool apparently. Or so I've been told, you know. Um cuz a lot of the docs describe like de- deploying to Heroku. Um 
yeah, I, I should probably like not try and do too many things at once. Um, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Always good. We'll see how it goes. I got Hello World working in Swift, so that was fun. Um, I My next step is to... Um, basically, so I, I did also manage to create a sample project locally and open it in Xcode. Um, so that seems to work. Um, so... Yeah, anyway, hopefully next week or two I'll have some more progress to report. And how do you, uh, can you test it locally? Like what does this, do you need, what, like do you need, like does it have a built-in kind of server? Like yeah. you're doing stuff with Flask and Python, you can just literally go run and it, it, it runs like, do you have to do anything special to, to kind of test Swift on the, no, the local I, machine? No, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so you can, there's just a command line tool. It feels like they have done a little bit of learning from other frameworks and other languages. Um, so yeah, the deployment story is pretty easy. Um, so... And what stack you've gone with, or do you know yet? Vapor. Vapor. Um, Kichiro was a bit too IBM-y. Uh, I didn't like the <laughs> other one. Um, so yeah, Vapor is kind of the biggest, I think. Um, do you know, a lot of these stuff, it's learning other stuff than like the kind of <laughs> language of the framework. Like, you know, there's a templating mm. engine and you have to kind of get your head around that. Yeah, my, my I suppose my biggest problem with all that is like I hate when one part annoys you. Yes. You know, like they're they're all all of these frameworks are like seventy percent frameworks, or seventy percent of it's fine, and then the other thirty you want to like never see or ever use again. But more importantly, if you are re-implementing worst case scenario in Swift, will you support the new uh, podcasting format that Apple has developed? Which includes a, a a tag for a bonus episodes <sighs> or an attribute for bonus episodes. <laughs> Fuck sake. Yes or no, Thomas? We shall see. We, we okay. shall see. Hmm. Um, I do have a kind of a strategy, and if it works, I'm going to use it for my blog as well. So actually, I might just rubber duck it with you quickly. See what you think. So. Mm-hmm. Vapor, like a lot of these frameworks, um, work best by sticking a reverse proxy in front of it. Um, so I think I might use Nginx. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking was basically that 99 times out of, the hundred, out of 100, when you request a URL, Nginx finds a static HTML file to serve you. And then whenever you change content the act of publishing the change also just deletes all your static HTML files. And then the first person to request a URL, there'll be no HTML file. So Nginx will pass it to the like Swift stuff, which will serve the content, but also generate a static HTML file. And then it'll just serve HTML from that. End. Am I describing something that's like really obvious? Um, so it's kind does it do which 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 part of it's generating the static HTML? The first because request after a publish. Yeah, but what's generating the static HTML? Nginx will um, try, look for a static HTML file. It it will fail to find it because my publish event will have deleted essentially the cache 
and then Nginx will pass it to Vapor, which will then regenerate it one time only. Right. Because I was trying to, like, the concept of static site generators, like, sounds good to me, but I don't like, I don't want something running locally on my Mac. Yeah. So this was a way of kind of gen static, cause static-ish. Anyway, I'll have a think about it. Yeah, because I've deployed a good bit of uh, Nginx stuff. And are you just talking about caching? Or are you talking about specifically something else like? I guess it's kind of a caching strategy, but it's explicit. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is stupid or maybe I'm I'm just like sort of re-implementing something obvious that I, I shouldn't be. But I, I guess... I just thought it, it might be a nice way to do it. I'll see. Yeah, I I would just set it up as a reverse. As a I just turn on caching and you're you're done. Hmm. Yeah, I'll think about it. Scalable, then you see. Web scale. Yeah. So you're obviously using MongoDB as your backend. God, I think I was just going to use a text file for worst case scenario. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I'll use Postgres. Realistically, how much data do we have? Like, literally, episode, like, 41.txt, 42.txt, 43, you know, it's not... Yeah. I might horse Postgres onto it. Let's see. Uh, eagerly await the, the launch. Um, and you'd probably just offload the episodes up to S3 altogether then, would you? No, I think I'll keep them on my VPS. Because it's okay. a terabyte. Well, I suppose you're not paying extra for transfer. Yeah, I get a terabyte. That's my data allowance a month. Yeah. Um, lads, I, like what you can get for $5 a month is insane. And is that $5 the one you have? Yeah. So I'm on the lowest yeah. plan. So it's half a gig of RAM, like a virtualized CPU core. Uh, but it is fast. It is amazing. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of these things as well. Like if you're not running WordPress and stuff like that, if you're actually running it like a compiled language and mm. stuff, the the performance you can get out of them is ridiculous. And if you have proper caching and stuff, like I mean, I did I did tests with a five dollar DigitalOcean box uh, years ago. Now it's probably two or three years ago at this stage, and it could handle like millions of requests, like. You know, not not per second, but anything well in excess of anything I could ever dream of generating traffic-wise for that <laughs> for that VPS. And it just feels like like five dollars a month is essentially free for a lot of people, right? Like compared uh, one fancy coffee, like yeah, like compared to I don't know, like fifteen years ago, where this stuff like would have cost you an arm and a leg for not great performance. It just feels like. Oh my god, you can do anything. Certainly, it feels like this server would be enough with some of the caveats you talked about about caching and stuff. But this, I have enough power to like launch a medium sized business, like serving a lot of requests to something. Um,. Yeah. You open for double that, you've redundancy in multiple locations around the world. <laughs> no, it's fine, because when Amazon goes down, everybody just thinks the internet is broken, so be gone. That's it. And to be fair, it's usually just, what is it, 
US one or yeah. Vir- Virginia that has all the the problems. I used to use um, a company called Blitz.io to do my load testing, but I see that they're shutting down. Are they? And they're no longer accepting new subscriptions. Yeah. Flip. Because I was that actually going to sign up for them. Amazon had yeah. blocked Ping for some reason. So I, but, uh, but anyway, but that, that, that's not why I was going to sign up, just because I was actually curious how much this could take. You know, it's one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Like, Yeah, I think I might still have some credits left. Um and if I do, sure, we can we can set up uh, a little test. Wow. Yeah, it'd be cool. So, Thomas, have you managed to watch any episodes of Planet of the Apps? Yes and no. I lasted, <laughs> I'd say, 10 minutes through episode one, which I watched after we recorded the last episode. Yeah. And then I realized that... By an order of magnitude, I prefer listening to you guys complain about Planet of the Apps far more <laughs> than I actually enjoyed watching it. So I'm like, do you know what? I'm just going to wait for the uh, the summary on worst case scenarios. So, do, do we complain or are we ever positive? Nah, I, I guess you're positive. I just I just really enjoy hearing you guys talk about it. <laughs> well, that stops now. <sighs> Dave. Do, do, do. You're this right. was an interesting episode. Oh yeah, it was. And I'm I can't find anyone else talking about it from the perspective we're gonna discuss it online. Um there's no recaps of episodes, like I think this show is effectively dead. Are we yeah, like yeah. are we gonna turn into like a, a geek fact check for Planet of the Apps? Like the, where the where the guys explain the science behind the scenes. No, I, I think I think it's in, in stark contrast to the last episode. We're going to complain about Jessica. <laughs> Damn it, Jessica! Oh. We had some oh. feedback about we we had somebody defend uh, Jessica Alba's honor and timeless beauty, didn't we? Oh yeah, Greg, Greg, Greg gave out about you giving out about Jessica. Right. He was like, "What pictures is he looking at?" <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it seems um, like this week I'm not alone in my uh, suspicion. I mean, of Ms. She's, Alba. She, I mean, it was never it was never about her personality, Thomas. <laughs> so anyway, what were what was the the, the first guy that uh, Ben's come down? Ben's with I like Ben's. subway talent. Ben's with the Z. An S. No, he actually S, points that out. He goes, it's like a bend yeah. with an S. So this was an interesting episode for one of the reasons that two of the apps Hold that on got a through. Sec. That's his first name. Ben's, yeah. He's B-N-S. from Haiti. Right. So definitely... Uh, okay, fair enough. Go on, sorry. Um, two of the apps that got picked were pretty much the exact same. Yeah. And so with the was, same mentor. With the same mentor. And so that made it interesting. And also, there was a scene in it that was so frustrating. And I'll get on to it. Yeah. It was just the obvious outcome about having two companies have the same product came to a head at one point. But anyway, yeah. we'll get back to his idea first, I suppose, before I get angry. <laughs> yeah. So he had a talent acquisition app. So uh, say you were a club owner or something like that and you wanted to find bands to play, 
comedians, whatever, you could go onto this app and you could find local talent in your area and then hire them. And the first time you book someone, there'd be a 15% booking charge that he would take, Ben's would take, and then subsequently it'd be 5% each time. Um, what I found about this episode, like when people kind of talked about the three different apps, what I always felt that it was talent acquisition in a way that you can get in contact with someone if you like them you would never use the apps again you would just sort out something between you and that person and i suppose there's more reason like, because the episodes are short you don't know everything but i find it's like why yeah, would but you, you go said back? that was the reason for the larger first time booking fee like because he figured yes that's true know. he did say that yeah to get people to engage with the app more but i was like really <laughs> Well, as as well, I think there was something about them being more popular on the app if they had more bookings through it, or do you know, like it would it would build up as part of their profile. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, Probably. but yeah. So so yeah. I mean, it's a good looking app. It makes sense. You know, cuts out a middleman along the line. Will we talk about the other one then? Well, no. Just I mean, will I am picked him? Yeah. Um. Anyway. And it was kind of, it struck me like Will I Am didn't want to, but felt he had to or something. So, like, like it was very. He said yes, then said no, and then said yes. Yeah, and then when they were going away, like Gwyneth Paltrow hugged him, and they had the the microphone turned up, and she was like, "You're such a good person, such a good person." <laughs> I did personally like Ben's. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, and that the, the actor, cool you know, he 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 came to America broke or came to New York broke, and yeah. you know, and yeah, he was good and he was very respectful of people. Uh, he had good answers, and you know, he knew when he was kind of caught out and took it gracefully. Yep. <laughs> so, Whereas <laughs> the Clark. second app. So this yeah, is Yeah, you you go on this one. Clark. Um so this is essentially a it it's again it's almost the exact same idea but with tutors instead of um instead of uh musicians. So basically they're all on about the size of the market and the market and you know there's that basically they can't fix teachers wages but they can give teachers more work through the app. Oh, to, that was so depressing. And that every it was horrible. It was like because one guy at the end horribly. So you know, one guy at the end mentioned like this is the new workforce kind of thing. As in, this is people are going to be taking on two jobs. Yeah, and like this is acceptable. And obviously, I guess you know this is helpful for people that have to do that. But it's depressing, and when you think about it, yeah, I think look, if you are a tutor, it's it's good. If you are someone who is into this, if you're mm-hmm. unfortunate enough, someone who's decided to be a teacher and decided that, and then that you have to do this, it does suck, of yeah. course. But yeah. you know, um, I, I suppose they could they could probably better off using their talents tutoring than driving an Uber. Yeah, and I guess the benefits of the app was it started the timer when you started. It updated you at some point, saying, "Are you still tutoring?" And then you're like, "Yes or no, you're done." Um, that kind of records how much overtime you are doing 
and allows the yeah, parents to see it. Yeah, that's about tutors not yeah not getting, cutting it at the hour and getting taken advantage of and stuff. You yeah, know. and then it allowed you to get send feedback to the parents in terms of SMS and emails and stuff like that. So it wasn't just they have to tutor over and they have no feedback from the tutors. They can actually get feedback and say, yeah, he's doing well and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was it. Really, like, I mean. That was chosen then by, I can't remember. Um, it was chosen by uh, Gary, Vaynerchuk. Gary, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that was that was chosen by that. So we may as well go all the way to the finish line with with Clark, anyway, will we? Yeah, we we'll go to them. Yeah. So they weren't. Um, when it, when it came down to it, the investors weren't too enamored about the the size of the market yeah the numbers looked good i guess what they, they you know they had numbers up there and they're like these are the numbers but we're also taking we're not taking into consideration you know people getting paid under the table and stuff like this um yeah yeah i don't know why they weren't too happy about their figures they seem like big figures but i haven't a clue <laughs> but they gave them the money they got two million. Two million. Uh, I'd actually pre- just beforehand had watched a preview of the episode, and then in the previews, like, oh yeah, we'll give you the two million. So when the episode came on, they're like, we want two millions. Like, well, they obviously got it, so there was no build up for them. No. Um, they seemed no, they were annoying. Your mom was annoying. <laughs> she was too happy, too fake happy. The other guy was nervous. Ah, they were grand. Fair play to them anyway. I mean, you know, decent app. Probably do the job well. Again, for me, it felt like I'll find a tutor through this app and then I'll just start paying them under the table. Yeah, (laughs) that's the problem with all of these things, you know. And I mean, the thing is, you have to offer, you have to offer that the feedback, you know, for the parent. The parent will want that. They'll want to know their child did. So it's a way of making sure to the platform. You know, there's there's some interesting enough. um, The the interesting thing they were saying that year on year on year it grows by twenty eight percent. So the parents looking for tutors, um, maybe that's just in America and stuff like that, but. I love when you extrapolate. If you extrapolate those figures, like I mean, literally everyone will be having a tutor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. has to be oh, threshold soon. Although I suppose, look the way, the way they're gutting the the schools over there. I suppose. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's them out of the way. So then, this this is a weird one. Um, this was the you know the fourth the fourth episode slump. They needed to pull in some some uh, star power, and this app was a special guest, and it was pretty much exactly the same as Subway Talent, which we talked about, but it had the benefit of uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, so who's he? Damon Is that Wayans. The Wayans? He's Damon in. Wayans. Um, yeah, what's that show? New New Girl. He was a new girl. He was in Happy Endings. Um, you definitely know who the Wayans are. They're like a, a don't be comedy. a menace to South Central about drinking your juice in the hood. Juice in the scary hood. movies. 
scary movies. Uh, yeah, a load of like if you go to the late night comedy section of Netflix, like it's pretty much yeah, the Wayans brothers, Wayans movies. Yeah. So they writers or actors? I never heard of these. Like comedian, comedians, actors, yeah, and writers. They, okay. they 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 are really famous and they're brilliant. <laughs> uh, white girls. Did he have to do no. white girls as well? Okay. So they were. They were pitching or they were mentors? So he was with another guy who is um, a serial entrepreneur, self-declared, he said. Um, and yeah, he ha- I guess he'd met up with Wayans to kind of get some investment. So it was just a bit odd them coming on with a celebrity, right? Because all the celebrities are going to say yes right to him initially. And they did. They did. What happened next? So, yeah. Dave, you're so angry. So to make it clear, at this point, we don't we don't really know the layout. There's these two guys coming down. One of them same as one isn't, and they're both pitching this app. Okay. So then they're asking questions, and Jessica Alba is kind of like, "What's going on here? You? Wh- what are you?" Basically, is what she asks this 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 guy. And uh, he goes, I make apps. <laughs> and she goes, oh, so for yourself or for other people, you know? And he's, you know, he's like both. So then Jessica Alba goes off on, you know, she was like, I've, I mean, that this is what I don't get. Like, um, she goes, I've met with two of it was kind of like two of your kind recently. Yeah. Like it was oh, very Jessica. It was awful. And then she goes, "You could have built this for free and taken equity." Oh, oh. I, gee, I actually started shouting at the TV like I was. Do you know? Told oh, you she was stupid. What? But that it's coming from. We didn't. We never debated that. But it's coming <laughs> from the point of view of like I'm Jessica Alba, and th- these guys like you're just building this app so that in the future, then you can keep building this app. Oh, it was. That's just, how it works. Yeah. Like, like and you can keep I'll making get you exposure, s- kid. That's it. You know. I mean, does Jessica Alba keep making ineffective sun cream so that you have to keep coming back and buying more sun cream? I mean, yeah. do you know. Um, that's, what, that's what people do, isn't it? Will you build an app for me? I'll give you 50% of the sales. Fuck off. If, you ever, if yeah. you're ever asked to do that, tell the person, fuck off, because the app won't sell. Because apps don't sell. I've like I've 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 done that a good few times. I'm dumb as a rock, obviously. Yeah. Um not anymore. Never again in my entire life will I do that. Having said that, you know, um there are some like Jessica's like, it's a good idea. Okay? No okay okay, it's a good idea. None of them said it was a good idea when the last fella pitched the exact same app. But what I don't get is they didn't even talk about the app. The apps are pretty much the exact same. But yeah. they didn't even talk about what the app did. They they kind of did. They kinda, you know. Like, it was less about what the app did compared to the other dude. It was more about being, like, you know, this other shit. They, they invested in... They invested in the star power. 
basically. They didn't, well, no, they didn't invest at all, but they, they chose, they were talking about it based on the star power. So, mm-hmm. Jesse, like, it's a good idea. Why didn't you do it for equity? Like, first of all, guy got to eat, okay? Exactly. You know, um, now, okay, turns out maybe he doesn't, but we don't know that, okay? Like, I looked him up online. He He's not short of a few bob. By the time we got to the second investment, at this stage, da- uh, Damon owned all of it. And he had taken money to build it, and that's what sparked Jessica's obvious um, lapse of mental faculties. Uh, I guess I also find this fascinating, because you'd think, surely a good investor, and I know these are sort of celebrity mentors, so they're not necessarily good investors, but surely, like, there's... See, they're not investing. Oh, they're, they're bringing, they're they're mentoring, and then getting them into in front of investors at the right. end. Yeah. Sure, with these, you want to find some. Like, if you were going to mentor a project, you way prefer to mentor somebody that was technically very talented and had a really good idea that you think you know that between the two of them that you could get kind of product market fit, but who wasn't necessarily good at the kind of schmoozing and the Hmm. versus somebody like, in other words, you don't necessarily want somebody who impresses you because you're this alpha business person who's really good at going, Oh, I'm going to disrupt web scale, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. So my, my my big problem as well is like any other time someone has stood on stage and they said, how'd you build it? And they go outsourced. They don't bat an eyelid. Yeah. The minute the guy did how he outsourced it to is on the stage, they lose their fucking minds. Oh. Like, I did not get that. Like, the amount of time they've been like, oh, it's outsourced. And they're like, that's fine. And then the amount of time it's like, it's outsourced, but the guy is standing here. It's like, oh my God, what have you he, done? He, he was like, so idiots. pissed off. He was trying to calm down. He's like, Jessica, Jessica. And he wouldn't, he couldn't get like his words really across, or she wasn't listening to him. But like, she just flipped. She flipped. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, do you know? I mean, how dare you? How how dare you ask that I pay you money? Yeah. Um, just to her, her attitude was sickening. Like, absolutely. Like, I'm literally angry. I'm angry at Apple for. Like, I'm glad they didn't edit it out. But why is no one else angry at this? We also jaded. Do you know, it's, no one has mentioned like, it. No one mentioned it. She didn't reply to my tweet. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you are not blocked. But their attitude seems well, to be: that, this is the life of a developer. Like they put out that image from the first episode where the guy is like, "I don't get to see my family that often." That's part of you know being an app developer, and it it, it is that still that thing of with developers and stuff like that that software developers and you know web developers and like that that your job is kind of looked down on that it's only typing and stuff like that um and it's still very prevalent that why should i pay you for it or why should you be paid for it yeah that was their attitude and it was it was shitty um and and the, the thing as well is like there is no guarantee that the other person is going to to hustle or to do that they love that that word like um like i i like i've I've done this with other people um some of them are more amicable 
than other relationships and they're fine. And then some of them, it's like, yeah, so I've been doing this, that, the other thing. What have you done? Uh, I sent a few emails, you know. And <laughs> if I was like, if I was billing at my my daily rate of a load of money, that would have mm. been ten tens of thousands of yep. euros of work. And they're mm. like, sent a few emails, do you know, rubbish. Like the idea might be good, but why hook in with someone who you don't know? Again, I uh, in in a in a heartbeat, I would give, I would do stuff for Damon Wayne's maybe. Because he was able to get like Kevin Hart and a bunch of people to put in half a mil, um, yep. you know, people who have rich friends. I don't know, and maybe that's the attitude Jessica Alba's coming with it too. But you know, um, yeah, I like, I, it feels like she had a bit more background knowledge of man. The fact that he did say at the end he put three hundred thousand of his own money in. She didn't though. She asked him what he did. She didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. But it's reality no. TV. It's all fucked and fake. It is, yeah. I, I just, it was just so, so annoying. And, you know, you, they were investing in Damon Wayans and not the idea. Yeah. Or they were, they were mentoring Damon Wayans and not the idea. They were because they know that he is, look, he's at least some proven track record of X, Y, Z. But it was only know. Will I Am. Everyone else said no, right? Yeah. I think so, at that, that stage, yeah. So to move on a bit, uh, the bit that annoyed me was these guys' um, app didn't have a calendar. And when I um, he had a good point. He's like, "Why can't I see when a, a person is busy or free? Because if I have a party on this weekend, and then I can see that guy isn't free that weekend, he's free the next weekend. I'll move my party, and then it jumps over to the other guy immediately, and it's like he has this feature in his app. He has a calendar per, you know." Uh, entertainer whoever might be that they you can see when that person's free so you can book them for a certain weekend so his obvious idea was why don't we get these two guys together so that's what they did they got these two guys together in a cafe and celebrity guests said to subway benz they said um we'll give you five percent of our company and a hundred grand for your company or something like that and yeah, and keep him on to cover the kind of New York recruitment yes, market. So he, he could have New York, they could have San Fran, and he would, you know, help them with their development of the app. Basically, can we buy that one feature from your app? And he turned around and said, no, because, yeah, obviously. And in the next scene is the two guys kind of going, we're a little bit disappointed. I mean, he could have renegotiated or something. It's like... <laughs> We're sitting there. He said no to you. It looks like he immediately gets up and leaves. But it's like, he could have renegotiated. He turned down your offer. You could have given him a counter offer. Like, yes, he could have given a counter offer and said, okay, no, I want 15% of your company. But that was also your opportunity to say, okay, we'll give you 10% and, you know, half a million or something. And it's like, everyone just gave up really easily. But probably no one wanted to do it anyway. But they had to stick them in a room for the show. But it's like, he, he didn't even renegotiate and it's like ah <laughs> clearly had the opportunity friend zoned <laughs> friend zoned Tony Frenzoni um and then it was annoying because Ben's kind of went off to the investors and his figures weren't great um because he was just like worst case scenario of his figures and 
he wants to kind of slowly ramp it up but the guy's like you want 800,000 and you're only going to be making 20,000 in a month a year and a half from now so they were like no and then they turned around to celebrity guests or whatever it was and said special guest yeah special guest sorry so they wanted 1.5 million overall they'd already rest uh, invest uh, sorry raised half a million from rich friends and the guy turned around and said okay we'll give you half a million um on the stipulation that you re- raise another half a million yourself so they had to raise a million themselves and they would give them half a million and the guys were like yeah i guess i guess so um, anyway, i hope ben's as well i liked him yeah yeah i saw he launched an indiegogo um uh on the day the episode launched i've checked yeah. it a few times and it's sadly still at zero um oh god yeah um yeah. yeah but look his app is out there must be doing something you know it's, it's a good just check it again now live on air yeah so it was a it was a bit of a frustrating episode but it was it was it was well done i think in the fact that the two apps were the same well all apps were the same but i think it i don't know it just seemed can you pretend to negotiate in front of the cameras please even though neither of you want to do this but it probably would have been smarter for people in hindsight to join up yeah that's um, it again look that that could all have been acted that could never have been on the table that could yeah. have been shot after they had done the pic the pitches do you know because like it's still it's, it's, one it's of still things. reality tv it's still yeah. reality tv it's still a baller whatever. everyone wears the same clothes every week so you don't know which weeks yeah it's out, they just on. crammed them all in for the one day that's yeah. it you know um yet again a word game got told no I just, you know, it's twice now. Poor you and Stephen yeah. Coyle. That's it. Um, that was it. <laughs> the one, one of the ones that got rejected was uh, an Apple Watch for basically I've fallen down and I can't get up. So it will call emergency services. It knows you're unconscious. And they all said no. And I think Jessica turned around or someone turned around and goes, you know, we just said no to a guy whose last words were, can you help us save lives? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was another week of a bloody show. Um, that's yeah, probably I, grand. Like, I was so enthusiastic at the start, and now I'm just jaded and cynical about it. I was just kind of like, "Oh, I like this. They're talking about apps. They're doing a bit of marketing. Do you know, there there's some decent advice." And now I'm just kind of like, <sighs> "Yeah, you can let us know if you enjoyed this, these segments. It's probably good for yeah. summer because." Summer's we, have quieter. To, we have to keep watching <laughs> um but yeah i do yeah. until my office subscription runs out in two weeks so i'll get two more episodes in i think we'll just have to go to your place and watch them before we go to the pub instead yeah that's good oh yeah that's we it. might do that for our next episode we had some chat on yeah. twitter about it the new pub yeah, opening interesting. up uh where we live and yeah, we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. <laughs> I like Thomas asked is there like a quiet corner? They don't know because they haven't opened yet. <laughs> <laughs> How do they know uh, it's quiet? That is yeah. very true. Anyway, uh, what's the name of the pub, by the way? If anyone's in Limerick, it's called Wickham Tap. Wickham Tap. Wickham yeah. Tap. Uh, Galway Bay uh, breweries are opening up. They do Galway Hooker and um, They Full don't Sale. do Galway Hooker. Uh, that's a different brewery, Sorry. I think. Um, did they do full sale? Yes. Have you guys been full to sale. their pubs in Dublin or Galway? 
No. I think I was in one in Galway. Um, pretty sweet. Like, the range of beer is class. Loads of stuff on draft. Um, it's pure gentrification. Bring it on. The pub as well, like. Yeah, bring it on. Um, ooh, just um, uh, as a continuation um, from Planet of the App stuff, I mentioned you guys, uh, David Hanmar Hansen had an article today. Um which was a s- enough. Enough. Uh, do you enjoy his stuff, or because like, he's a bit cranky? Yeah, kind of fifty-fifty. Like I generally, like I'm not a regular reader, but it, it's usually the the more controversial ones that pop up on Hacker News or whatever that I'll that I'll tackle. And I've read the um, rework and a few of the other. Is there other books? I think I've read read most. Uh, read enough. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So anyway, like, um, put a link in the show notes. Uh, the title is Exponential Growth Devours and Corrupts. And he basically asks a que- question, at what point did it become all about sort of businesses being valued on their potential rather than actually what they do um, yeah. right now in terms of making pro- m- making products that people want and that people are paying yeah. for generating profits. And it, there was a time not too long ago when any time he, post, he posted anything remotely, not anti-growth or anti-VC funding and all that, that everyone just said that he was just jealous that uh, 37 Signals, which is now Basecamp, um, they're just jealous that they're not getting valued at their potential and they're not... You know, um, which I think is ridiculous, but there was that sentiment about all this. And it's like, it's just sour grapes that they haven't gotten attention from VCs and they haven't gotten, you know, but they're they're doing pretty well. You know, Hmm. it's a really nice product. They're all. um, And he he makes off, I would imagine. He makes a pretty big argument, I guess. Um why i suppose he wouldn't want to like grow base camp like double the size for you know x percent more money like he's sort of saying like look you've to you've to make uh yeah ju- just that like this kind of unrestrained growth is bad and he wouldn't want it for himself so yeah yeah fair play to him i think we need people like him to be uh, an antidote to some of the bullshit out there. It's making you happy, Thomas. Is uh, so <coughs> said Swift? <laughs> no. Not yet. I'm a long way from being made happy. Uh, yeah, it's been a... For me, it's been a busy enough week. The only thing I've seen you go back to TV shows, I haven't played any games or anything in a while, was... um. Glow, which is the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, the new Netflix TV show. What? Definitely yes. worth a watch. Very it's, well. It's worth a watch. really good show. Yeah. It's, it's about. Did um, you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. I, I kind of binged Same, it over yeah. a couple of days. Uh, it's about setting up a women's wrestling federation kind of thing back in the 80s. Um, so, you know, it's just a bunch of unique characters and sticking a bunch of people very close-knit quarters with each other and how to get on with each other and stuff like this. And, you know, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and Mark Marin is 
pitch perfect. Like I mean, he's like he, I just I just get to play myself. Um, yeah, he, he really. Could. And uh, Alison Brie is in it as well, which is mm-hmm. always a good thing. Yeah, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so definitely recommend if you're looking for something to watch, um, or else go back and watch the last episode of Twin Peaks, which has like a I don't know this ten minute weird avant garde scene in it. <laughs> It's just like this is on TV. <laughs> this is on TV, and it's so strange. Yeah, I'll get around to that at some stage. You should. Yeah. So, uh, for me this week, and it's a tricky one because at the time of recording, there is not a lot of time left to acquire this item, if you so wish. But um, there is a humble audiobook bundle. Um, Hackers, gamers, and geeks. Ooh, I'm two yes. of them. You are. Um, <laughs> you've played a game. It's fine. Um, we don't. We don't gatekeep the word gamers around here. That is completely not true. I own no <laughs> items of electronics that have like lime green in them, so therefore I cannot be a gamer. <laughs> I was about to say I don't either, but I just looked at my Logitech mouse and it's lime green. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> and your um, Xbox One control or your Xbox controller? True. Um, Ooh, so this looks cool. It is. So there's a few different tiers for different books, but um, there's uh, a few books there by David Kushner, um, and he wrote uh, Masters of Doom. Which is and it's narrated by Will Wheaton as well, a, a um, former "What Was Making Dave Happy," I think. Where um, you definitely mentioned it on this show. Anyway, oh, they got Stephen Levy. I think I did. Yeah, Ooh. they do. Um, and one or two are not available in our region, which is annoying. Oh. But um, they are. You know, there's um, so Masters of Doom. It's worth it's worth the the fifteen dollars on its own. And I'd imagine the the Stephen Levy one is as well, but I just haven't read it. Um, and we're missing a few of them then that we can't get. Why? Like books. Like, I know there's all this stupid stuff with um, music, but like, are audiobooks really region locked? Oh, they are, yeah. No, it's the same on Audible. Like, there's loads of ones that ah, that I on. want to listen to on my .co.uk. I, I have an Audible UK account, which is the closest that they'll allow me to, to sign up for. And there's books in the US one that I can't get at on the UK one. Or, for example, like, I think only now, like, there's the, like, it's Stephen Fry does Harry Potter in the UK, and it's some other guy in America. That they're missing out, like, but like um, blocking. Stuff. Not that I've listened to them, but yeah, it's just the, the license for sale. It's the same with but it's the same with books normally, as well. Technically, is it? Um, so like, yeah, these but ideas importing things the Atlantic. <laughs> encryption. <laughs> I can't go in. And Joe, Joe Hedelman buying time, as well. I don't I haven't actually read this one, but he's he wrote um, the book Forever War which is a fantastic sci-fi book, um, well worth the reading in and of itself, and I'm sure that this is based on that. Uh, interesting story, actually, just about uh, DRM. I was listening to a podcast today. Do you guys know Cory Doctorow? I, I kind of knew the name, but I didn't really know who he was. Yep. 
I read a few of his books. The theme, so Sci-Fi Writer also had a tech company. Um, the episode, and actually this is going to segue into what's making me happy but um, because um, of the podcast, but the, um, the episode of this podcast was about people who've changed their minds. Um, and so they featured a few people like uh, the creator of the Change Your Mind subreddit, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, but also Corey Doctorow um, changing his mind about uh, DRM because his business was um, DRM based back in the 2000s. Something to do with sharing music files with DRM and stuff. And he had a kind of conversion moment. So that was quite interesting. Yep. And again, he offers all of his books DRM free as far as I know. And um, I remember, I think it was him anyway, it was like years ago, he was re-recording audiobooks that had DRM, that had Apple's DRM on them using the analog loophole and he did like a rig set up for doing <laughs> so that he could listen so that he could listen to them on a non iPod device or something. Um, um so, yeah, was, so yeah, it goes to great talent great lengths to, to circumvent. But it's just interesting that like he had this kind of like real conversion step where he was a true believer in DRM and in copyright and kind of mm. just went completely full circle from like believing that like copyright should be extended um beyond 70 years or whatever bullshit term it is now um to the opposite saying everything will be free it's interesting yep Yep. and all the books we mentioned in that bundle which we'll put a link to in the show notes are drm free if this if this episode gets out sometime in the next seven days you might have a chance sweet (laughs) um i might get that be good for the uh, i'm going to anyway the drive um yeah so yeah, my thing, as I said, was related. Uh, I think this was a Dave Sims recommendation, actually. Um, NPR podcast. We we had some feedback after I think the episode before yeah. last. <laughs> we did. People asking <laughs> us like what other podcasts we listened to. And I actually wouldn't mind kind of spending a bit of the next episode of the episode after on that, actually, because you guys had some interesting... Uh, other things that you listen yeah. to and it seems we listen to different quite different things as well just yeah, so I many podcasts out there yeah. I, I literally didn't realize until i started seeing the ads in overcast that's what really clued me into how many oh, wow. different podcasts there are like literally there was a podcast for it's all to, to use the joel spolsky um uh, uh, uh i don't know what it is to use the joel thing to use this thing joel spolsky said it's almost like there's a podcast for left-handed avocado farmers at this stage there it's it's like in japan i hear that there's manga for everything in japan there's like manga for like housewives and manga about tennis players and stuff like that just yeah. people have interest in everything yeah and they will it. share it and it's amazing because you'll find those other people out there that that fit into the groove like you know mm-hmm. including you our dear listener you are the left-handed avocado farmer of our podcast or something. Of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mm. yeah, anyway, finish off my thing that's making me happy is the NPR show Planet Money, which I think was a Dave Sims recommendation uh, way back in the day. Maybe years ago anyway, but yeah. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, real high quality audio. Um, just really interesting stories that are informative. Um, the Americans do this stuff very well, I think. Um, NPR kind of especially, like, yeah. Is it like Freakonomics at all? Yeah, it's an economics-based podcast, but it's more 
kind of story based where so yeah mm-hmm. like the episode i listened to on the way home was about people changing their mind um yeah. and mm-hmm. they kind of interviewed some did, people it's great did it did it an amazing series on what happens when you like give your t-shirts and use clothes to charity and they actually followed it all the way to the end point to like some guy in africa somewhere altering it at the side of the road for someone do you know um from from someone in america being i'm done with it or do you know the way they make the t-shirts for the losing team in the super bowl every year those kind of things like what happens to to those so there was a series of those they were they're really good wow did i tell you what yeah. they and call those um secondhand clothes mar- markets in ghana no uh i so when i lived in ghana i dressed so amazingly i had like tommy hilfiger stuff and everything um, because in every small town, you'd have a a few stalls basically selling clothes that had been kind of donated in, I guess, the, in inverted commas, Western world. So the secondhand clothes from, you know, Western countries. Because um, actually what happens when you donate clothes to charity is a lot of them get sold on to... Um, Clothes dealers who basically sell them on and there's a few steps and they end up in places like sub-Saharan Africa. But uh, anyway, they, they, they used to call the markets, uh, a white man has died. Only <laughs> 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 That was like, a white man has died. So. <laughs> oh, wow. 